It's time for High Plains Public Radio's weekly program, Growing on the High Plains. Here's Skip. Great Plains gardens usually have a fling with spring that's all too brief. Early warm spells in February and March bring on blooms that are quickly cut down, either by a hard freeze or hot dry winds that strip the color from tulips, daffodils, lilacs, and flowering trees. As I write this story in the middle of springtime, it's too early to tell what we'll be facing before springtime waves goodbye and leaves the door open for summer. But so far, we've faced some typical Kansas prairie weather. Not much in the way of spring rains and lots of wind to give gardeners a challenge in keeping young plants upright. And in the midst of facing the usual cantankerous tasks of getting a vegetable garden going, I've decided to replace a few old doddering shelterbelt cedars with some flowering shrubs and trees. But which kind should I choose? A visit with Steve Michael at Garden City's Prairie Wind Aquatics shed some light on my choices as he outlined the good and bad points of the most popular and successful flowering trees for our area of the country. Ornamental pears are probably the most numerous as they are often a part of city plantings and calorie pears are the most common. This group of cultivars has been led in the past by the Bradford pear, but the Bradford has a vertical limb structure that weakens the tree in high winds, heavy snow, or ice, and ultimately cutting short its life. Other calorie pears like Aristocrat or Chanticleer with a larger and fuller shape are now being recommended. Flowering crab apple are highly recommended for our area, but be aware that they can enter into a symbiotic relationship with cedar trees, becoming hosts to cedar apple rust, which can spot the foliage and ultimately weaken the tree. A cultivar called prairie fire has been touted as being resistant to the disease, but this tree also has a branching structure that doesn't stand up well to our strong south winds of summer. Consequently, many prairie fire flowering crabs have a tendency to lean to the north and grow in an uneven pattern. Steve recommended royal raindrops, with a good branching structure and some resistance to cedar apple rust. The third tree that flowers and grows well on the plains is the state tree of Oklahoma, the redbud. Their glossy green heart-shaped leaves and fuchsia-colored blooms present an eye-catching sight. Look for trees that are labeled eastern redbud or Oklahoma redbud and that have more local origin than the redbuds grown in the cool and rainy northwest. Redbuds don't like a lot of water, so if you're planting your tree in a lawn, plant it high by mounding the soil. This way, it won't get overly wet feet when you water the grass. Steve Michael capped off his recommendations with a tree I've not seen, but I'm going to investigate. It's called a Canada Red Cherry, and is actually a choke cherry that can be grown to tree size. Its choke cherry heritage means it could produce sucker roots, so if I plant one, I'll put it near our shelter belt where it can spread without needing too much controlling. Growing 25 feet high and 20 feet wide, it sports white, sweet-scented blooms in the spring, followed by green leaves that turn to burgundy by midsummer. It produces a small fruit that can be used for sauces or jellies and attracts songbirds. Fragrance, flowers, foliage color, songbirds, and the makings of jelly or jam. 
Who could ask for anything more? Growing on the High Plains is a production of High Plains Public Radio. It's written and narrated by Skip Mancini and produced by the staff at HPPR. To listen to other Growing on the High Plains episodes, visit hppr.org.